Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community Radio Show. This is always a special opportunity for me because I've been doing Money Sense for almost 30 years. And every now and then they give me the, uh, the option and the opportunity to um, really do the Milwaukee Philanthropic Community, which, as most of you know, is such an important part of um, Ellen Becker Investment Group and such an important part of my life. And one of the reasons that we wanted to do the show and bring it to the community is that I started to realize that there are so many incredible um, things happening in our community, incredible people who have started organizations. And every time we do this, we find why there's always a need, there's always you know, sometimes a tragedy where people have really stepped up to um, look at what they can do to make our world a better place. And um, most of the things that we're always talking about are Milwaukee. And I've just been amazed at the different things and the different people that we have interviewed. And if you're really curious, you can go to ellenbecker.com. You can just tap on radio shows and you'll see Milwaukee Philanthropic Community Radio Show. And I think we've got about 90 radio shows that have been interviewed on there. And so you can really learn about what's happening in our community. And you can also make a decision if it's something that you're really passionate about, you might want to get involved in just by helping, or you might want to give a donation to help them. One of the reasons we um, are always looking at these charities is that we realize that so many of them don't have the, the finances to really do marketing to get their name out there. So that's what we're all about. And today we've got a really special show. We are talking about women in science, and we're also talking about Menominee Falls High School Healthcare Academy. And we've got Jessica Olson, and she's the assistant professor in, for the Institute for Health and, and Equity, and she chairs the Women in Science series with the Medical College of Wisconsin. And we've got Jennifer Tarson, and she's the coordinator and a teacher at the Menominee Falls High School Healthcare Academy. Academy, which I have to say I never heard of. So that's what this is all about. I'm guessing if I didn't hear about it, a lot of people are going, I didn't know there was such a thing out there. And um, so I guess to start, thank you very much for coming here. Of course, you know, as a woman business owner, I'm always interested in how women are being encouraged to find their voice and to find their their capabilities and to be able to express them. And so this sounds like it's absolutely one of those opportunities. And um, I know that I heard you say, I believe that there are some boys involved in this process, which is very much like Ellen Becker Investment Group because everybody thinks it's all women, but we also have men. <laughs> and um, so let's just talk a little bit. Maybe, Jessica, you'd like to start. How did, how did this all come about? How did um, this partnership, I always call it a marriage, it sounds like it's a great marriage because you said it's working wonderfully. Wonderful. Well, Karen, thank you so much for having us. It's an, an honor to be here to talk about um, the work that's been going on uh, with the Medical College of Wisconsin and um, Menominee Falls High School. Um, so we started independently. Um, Women in Science was founded in 2007. We had 24 founding members, um, nine of whom are still active on our board today. Um, and, and the mission was to showcase and celebrate female researchers and clinicians at the Medical College of Wisconsin. So the series is four presentations that are sponsored by uh, generous donations and partnerships. Our first lecture is always sponsored by GE, and we hold it on their campus. 
And then we have three lecture series that are sponsored by Linda Mellows, Patty McKeithen, and Judy Jorgensen. And then we close out the year with an award ceremony. Um, and that supports women at all stages of their career. So we've got a $10,000 Pioneer Award, a $5,000 Rising Pioneer Award that goes to a woman uh, kind of at the mid-stages of her career who's starting to really accomplish great things. Um, we have a $1,000 Edward J. Lennon Outstanding Postdoctoral Researcher Award. And then we give $500 each to an outstanding graduate student, medical student, and pharmacy student. So that's one of my favorite events of the year and is coming up soon. But um, and, yeah, since 2007, we've featured over 70 women. We have 35 monetary awards that we've given out that total over $160,000. And um, we've presented to over 5,000 attendees. Wow. So, yeah. That it's, uh, is a lot. It's fun and, to be a part of. And, and where do they all come from, the attendees? The attendees come from mostly the southeastern Wisconsin area. Sometimes when we have a speaker, people will travel up. Our speaker, we actually had a, a speaker yesterday whose family came up from Chicago. But in general, it's members of the Milwaukee community um, or the southeastern Wisconsin community from all ages, diverse backgrounds, diverse levels of advancement in their career. We have high school students, which you'll hear about shortly. Um, we also have our graduate students and medical students and pharmacy students who will join. Um, we kick off each lecture with a trainee um, from the Medical College of Wisconsin who talks about why she chose a career in science and medicine and research, which is always fun to hear about. And so, yeah, yeah from uh, all walks of life. It's funny because... I don't know how long. It's been a while. And I was asked to speak at um, the college, and it was in the auditorium to just give some um, information on investing. They felt that this was really an important piece to add. And I remember standing up there and looking in the audience and going, these are all doctors, and they're so young. Yes. <laughs> and, and there were men and women. And there were a few little sprinkled older people in there. But I, I remember looking and thinking, oh, my goodness, this is our generation. These are the, the people, the women, men and women who have been studying, and they were just before graduation, and they had to have some information on insurance and investments and buying houses. And so the college really offered them an opportunity to get some information, but how young they were. Well, it's, and I think the younger we are, the more clueless we tend to be about what we should do. You know, we've, we've been working on getting these degrees for years and years and, and haven't really had to give thoughts about mortgages and buying homes and how to save. Um, so... It's great that you visited. Please keep visiting. <laughs> it was wonderful. And so, Jennifer, how how does this um, partic- How does this actually work? And I know that there's other things out there, science, um, math, and science. That's another group that's out there to help people um, dig deeper into some of the things they might be interested in. How did you come up with this partnership? Right. Um, And I would also echo Jessica's comments and thank you for this opportunity to be able to share. You're right. Not many people know what's going on. And there are a lot of wonderful things going on in southeastern Wisconsin in education and helping students find their career paths. Um, The part, well, you know, first our academy really... um, Academies are are nothing new. They've been around for 40, 50 years. It's just not something that we really have grasped on to in this area. And in Menominee Falls, I was fortunate to work with a real true leader and visionary, Sandy Swanson, who um, really got the idea moving in the early 2000s. And she was so passionate about creating uh, a more personalized educational experience with real relevance for the students that say that age-old question, why am I learning this? And saw career pathways as um, a means to foster that learning. So 
We were involved with the International Center for Leadership and Education, which led us to the National Career Academy Coalition. And by 2010, we had everything coming together in our community with um, all the right pieces falling together. We had um, the employment trends. We're forecasting the need for healthcare career workers. We saw um, that we were sitting in a community that was rich in healthcare employers. We had support from our wonderful administration and uh, school board. They are so proud of the work that we've been doing um, and huge advocates. Um, we had a teacher team that was ready to take on a new challenge. I was fortunate to be part of that. <laughs> and um, have oh, I work with the most amazing teachers, I, Beth Larson and Dana Kupadich and Denise Kelly and Janicek. Um, it, it's great. They're amazing. Um, and then, of course, we had the high interest of students, and they're really the real drivers of the program. And, uh, yeah, in 2011, we started with a little cohort of 30 go-getters, um, and since then we've grown to, um, well, probably close to 190 students. Oh, that's amazing. That are involved in the program, grades 10 through 12. And um, I really do have to, I always thank that very first cohort of students um, who I now get to see out in the world. They've since graduated from college, and I, I get to see some of them. And they were very serious about setting a strong foundation and um, asking for opportunities, which kind of leads to the partnership that we have with the Medical College and Women in Science. Uh, when I mentioned the school board, mm -hmm. that's how it really started, right? Mm -hmm. um, I believe, yep. you know, Faith Vanderhorst is the president of our school board in Menominee Falls, and she is an advocate for everything. She's always out there. She's always learning and always bringing things back to us. And she did that one day. She, she literally popped into my classroom yep. with a brochure from Women in Science and said, I was at an event. It was amazing. And <laughs> you need to get in touch with these people. <laughs> so, <laughs> and we're so glad she did. Yes. So, you know, it kind of snowballed. I got in touch with, um, you know, I followed up on that, and um, which led me to Marta Bartolacci from Charles Schwab. Yep. And also a member of our committee. Yes, yeah. and yes, she sponsors a table at the events, and we had a nice conversation and learned a little bit more about what each of us does. And I was telling her about the program, and without hesitation, she, you know, with her philanthropic spirit, she just mm -hmm. said, yes, that is something I would love to be able to support. Mm -hmm. Let me sponsor a table so that you can take students to listen to these lectures. And... Oh, my goodness. It That's has been fabulous. such a gift. Right. And it was so well received by our committee as well. Um, you know, when Marta threw this idea out there, um, you know, high school outreach is a passion for many of us, including myself. And the idea that, you know, while those of us at the Medical College of Wisconsin and those of us who have access to women in science um, through membership are getting inspired and enlightened by all of these talks um, that young men and women who are deciding their directions and their careers could also benefit as well from from hearing from our experts. Well, let's take a break. And when we come back, let's talk about some of the hurdles that kids are facing in terms of, of school and looking at this. So I'm thinking that my granddaughter goes to a school out here and she wants to get into the medical field. And boy, I wish she could go. She would love the We'd love to have her. like that. I mean, she would love something like that. Um, she's one of these kids, every year for Christmas, she's at, asked for a wheelchair or crutches or... <laughs> She didn't need them, but she was bandaging up everything, her dolls and the dog and the whole thing. So uh, we'll take a quick break. My two guests.
guests are Jessica Olson. She is an assistant professor at the Institute for Health and Equity for the Medical College of Wisconsin, and also Jennifer Tarson, who is a coordinator and teacher with Menominee Falls High School Healthcare Academy. And with that, we will be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community Radio Show. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, and I'm the founder of the Ellenbecker Investment Group. And there has um, been a few goals that I've always had in my life, and one of them has always been whether it's um, around finance or anything else is how important education is and how we personally as my myself personally my daughter who is the president of EIG and our employees really do um, believe in education and supporting that so I'm really excited to say that we have two guests today Jessica Olson who is the assistant professor in the Institute for Health and Equity she chairs the women in science series at the Medical College of Wisconsin and Jennifer Tarson who is a coordinator and a teacher and she's at the Menominee Falls High School Healthcare Academy and they've been talking um, about a partnership that they have put together that really is um, helps to motivate and um, and it's really a special collaboration between the the two of you. And earlier I said, well, it sounded like it was so easy, Jennifer, for this to just happen, <laughs> just sort of fell in your lap. But like I said, I've got a granddaughter, Mia, who loves medicine and, and wants to get into the medical field. And then I'm thinking that there's other schools that might be thinking or people that are saying, well, how, how might we be able to do something like this or or could we even do that? So, Jennifer, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm not going to pretend it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, people who know me and have heard me speak about this in the past, have um, I have this graphic of um, this plane that's being built, and they're flying it at the same time. It's really a cute cartoon, and that's exactly what it feels like. Because and we're eight years in with our academy at, in Menominee Falls, and, yeah, it's constantly morphing. It's constantly changing. Um, well, the world changes. Right, mm-hmm. and you have to keep up with it. And, you know, finding opportunities and building partnerships and developing relationships. But, you know, for someone who wants to start off a program, well, first of all, I, I've, I'd be very willing to meet with anybody who wants a little insight or um, be able to talk about what it's like um, in person. But um, start start small. You know, it's okay. You, you can just start with one thing. There, like I said earlier, there's so many things going on in southeastern Wisconsin. Some schools are offering a semester-long program or or things like that. We, we've developed ours to be a real deep dive into a three-year program, um, but it doesn't have to be that big. Um, you know, just getting kids exposed and, and listening to the students because, and, and I, will, I always end every presentation with that, is they are the drivers, and they will give you excellent feedback. Um, I survey my students every year, and um, they'll tell you what they want, and they'll help you, and they are eager to do that. They, they want to help. Um, so, yeah, in your community, look at your market, uh, where is your student interest, and, and start from there, and develop um, an advisory board. That is probably one of our key pieces. We have an excellent advisory board of very excited professionals who support us and give us feedback and go out and reach out to their networks um, in order to, to keep our program robust. 
You got such a big smile on your face. <laughs> I do. I love <laughs> Both this. Both of you do. Both of you do. And and you know, I always say that that's the key is loving loving what you do. And everyone wants to be with a winner. <laughs> you know, everybody wants to kind of run with a winner. And and certainly, um, the kids being so involved is something that you said that I I thought was actually key. But also, you said that you had a lot of healthcare opportunities within the community to to really recognize um, that it was something that, I don't want to say easy, but having them in, there, um, the exposure would, would also be helpful. So someone that um, doesn't have that, it might be a little bit more of a hurdle to get people to come in and, and do things. But, of course, we've got all these amazing hospitals and right. everything around here, which is great, which, Jessica, that jump, you've right. got to jump, know, you've jump right in with absolutely. the medical college and, and talk a little bit about that as well. Your hurdles absolutely. as, as a, a big college. And I've always found that the bigger the organization, the more difficult it was to get something to move. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've made, we've made great progress. Um, you know, to kind of go off of what Jennifer's saying, unfortunately, there's only one Jennifer Tarson. Um, and not all She's high schools, <laughs> not all high schools have this capacity. Um, and one thing that I've been so excited about um, during my time at the Medical College of Wisconsin is that we are building more opportunities to engage, especially with students across the K-12 population, because we know it's very important for students to get this early exposure to these careers. Sometimes the only impression that you get of being a doctor is from a sitcom, you know, you, Mm -hmm. what you might see um, on on late night drama. And that's not the reality of it. You know, we want to make sure that Students from across the Wisconsin area are able to actually see what the day-to-day is like. Um, so we have, you can shadow at Freighter. Um, there's a form right on Freighter. If you Google Freighter shadowing, students can go in and they can fill out, you know, what specialty they're interested in. Um, and then on top of that, again, if the high schools don't have the capacity to launch an entire academy on their own, we do have programs within the Medical College of Wisconsin as well. So there are summer programs where students can come and um, for about eight weeks, shadow a researcher, shadow a clinician, learn some skills. Um, Looks great for those college applications, but also helps them inform their decision about where they want to land. But you mentioned the hurdles, and um, specifically where women in science is concerned, we know that that women are over half the population that are entering med school, graduate school, higher education, and yet um, they're not being promoted and advanced to leadership positions at the same rate as men. So being a researcher, we want to know why that is. Um, And the Medical College of Wisconsin has really taken a bold stance on this nationwide issue. We have three organizations within the Medical College of Wisconsin. We have the Advancement for Women in Science and Medicine that's headed by Libby Alanis. And um, they're really taking this data-driven approach to why aren't we seeing this representation um, of women in science and medical careers. Um, And then we have the Council for Women's Advocacy that um, they have a shared mission. I love this. I wrote it down that MCW will be a destination for women leaders cultivating an inclusive and vibrant culture that supports all genders to grow and thrive in the health sciences. Mm. I think that's great. Um, so we have, a, we have a lot of programming. We have a lot of partnerships. We have a lot of interest in opening doors, making sure that your granddaughter Mia <laughs> can uh, bandage up some actual uh, patients <laughs> if she wants to come and rotate for a while with us. Um, I think we have some suture labs that we do where students can learn to do a suture over uh, the course of a few weeks. And um, we really do want to um, make sure that, you know, 
you can't really be what you can't see. So we mm -hmm. want to make sure that students have an opportunity to see this in action. Uh, well, and I've always told my grandchildren, of which I have seven, that, you know, try as many things as you can. You might not know what you want to do, but you'll s very quickly find out what you yes. don't want to do. <laughs> yes. And what you want will rise to the surface. Absolutely. And so this is an opportunity for students to really um, try a lot, of, a lot of different things. And kids really do have a difficult time figuring out what do I what do I want to be and um, Jennifer you said it earlier it's like why am I learning this how, is <laughs> it, how am I ever going to use this why do I have to study this and I'm guessing I certainly don't have any statistics to back it up but when kids can get into something and dig into it a little bit um, they become more interested Absolutely. You have to make it relevant. just hearing about it. Yeah. yeah. It sort of makes it a little bit public, and, and they get out there and, and can try it a little bit. And it may lead them down a different path or, or that path, but I would think that would be really uh, fun. And I do uh, like the hospital shows, and <laughs> I was always guessing that I was an x-ray technician in my first life and worked in a hospital, and it's nothing like that at all. <laughs> but it's important to see that. I mean, Jennifer yes. and I have said many times that if a student is exposed to our programming or rotates in a lab or goes to the Healthcare Act Academy and decides they don't want a career before they go to college or spend all that, that student money. loan yes that exactly loans exactly. Are, are incredible which i think is um something that is really important for schools to have somebody come in from the financial piece and just have that practical sense around money because what we've discovered is that um we have a book that we use called no cash allowance with with our younger our younger um our clients children but um we don't work in cash anymore right you know, everything is charged. I remember with my mom going to the grocery store with $100, and she would buy whatever she could buy with that. But kids really do have a challenge now because it's hard for them to figure it out, right. how that works. Well, and we have, you know, when you're in your undergraduate, there's places you can apply for credit cards right on campus, and we have students who will rack up debt. They won't pay attention to their loans. So, yeah, very important to get them on a path they're passionate about so they don't rack up extra years in yes. school. Um, and I think both of our programs are pretty successful at, at doing that. So that brings me to, we're going to take a break in a few minutes, but the goals of your program, you've talked a little bit about that. And then I'm curious as to how do you determine that it's a success? Yeah, that's a great and question. With that, we'll that be right back. Yeah. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome to Milwaukee's philanthropic community radio show. For all of you, as I was laughing because I was just about to say welcome to Money Sense, but um, anyways, it is a Milwaukee philanthropic community radio show, and we have two really wonderful guests today, Jessica Olson, who is the assistant professor at the Institute for Health and, Equ and Equity in the Medical College of Wisconsin, also Jennifer Tarson, who's really in it, in the thick of it. She's a coordinator, and she's a teacher, and she's working with the students, and I just was saying earlier that the big smiles they have on their faces. I was talking about goals and how they determine um, the success of the program. And I can see the success just written all over their faces <laughs> as to how exciting this is. And, you know, it's really true. Everybody, everybody wants to be with a winner. And it takes you a little bit of time to get it going to get everybody 
into it you know it's always like people are a little bit suspicious like what are you doing and how are you going to do it and I'm sure that that happens with teachers and schools and and parents and communities but you've really got something that's a winner right now so you've got the goals and then how do you really determine that it's working you're you're right that people you know when we started this, there was some skepticism, and and you know, parents, students, fellow educators were worried that we were targeting and pigeonholing students, and they'd be tracked into certain career paths. Right. And um, but you know, that obviously was not the goal, <laughs> and it's very exploratory. And having you know these opportunities to personalize your high school experience and have a platform to develop very broad-based skills like leadership and professionalism. Um, as far as healthcare is concerned, um, you know, it, if you decide it's not for you, we were talking about this a little earlier that, um, you know, maybe this isn't what I thought it was, or maybe I'm not cut out for this. That's a win. It's okay. And, you know, go try something else. Whenever somebody says, I'm not sure I want to be in the academy anymore, I say, okay, well, tell me what you are interested in. What's your next thing you want to explore? And, and that's fine. So, um, yeah, I think the successes happen so anecdotally. Every t- you know, we're we're just getting to the point now. As I mentioned, we have some students who are now getting out of maybe some of their post-secondary education and entering careers, and we're in the process of developing a format to gather some of that oh, data. Nice. Oh, nice! So I am excited to really see how that's mm-hmm. unfolding. Uh, again, right now, I just know anecdotally. Um, some of the success stories and how they're launching their careers and um, because they do keep in touch with me. Um, when, I just <laughs> want to clarify one thing. Um, when you talk about in the academy, does is the academy something that's separate from the day-to-day school or are they in this academy and they're getting their full education throughout that? <laughs> that is a great question. When <laughs> I, when um, Sandy first said to me, yeah, let's, let's start a healthcare academy. I like, what are you talking about? You know, am I going to be teaching in a different building? What's happening? And it's no, it's not at all. It's um, basically, if you could think of it as a cohort group of students and, and healthcare really lends itself to this because it tends that, you know, healthcare people are people, people, and they, they like to work together. And so what we developed was, um, you know, Beth Larson, who I mentioned is an English teacher. Um, Dana Kopadich is a biology teacher, and Denise Killian Janicek is um, a fellow family consumer science teacher. And so the curriculum is really integrated for those um, spaces. So I teach some uh, transcripted credit classes through WCTC that the kids get. Uh, For example, um, our, our pinnacle book is The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. And so the students read that as sophomores in their first year. And so from the English perspective, they they learn about um, a lot of the social aspects, um, political aspects, things of that nature, um, you know, and learn it from a, a literary piece. The science piece is the biology, the, the story about, you know, how, how, does, how does cancer work? And from my piece, you know, I'm looking at the story from the ethical standpoints and, you know, how we've developed since that time in our history. Um, so ethically and, and just from a, like a medical, because they learn about medical records. So they kind of, they have this experience where they're integrating their core curriculum in 
with this. Um, so that that really does it makes them invested. It um, you can increase the rigor. Not the Immortal Life of Henry and Lax is not an easy read, <laughs> and you know especially for a sophomore. Right. And um, yeah, they they work collaboratively and um, really push each other to rise to those challenges. Mm. So yeah, and and then the rest of their day, you know, <laughs> they they go about and they take all their They're other just classes. Regular kids. They're regular kids. They're just regular kids, and they just doesn't... come to our classrooms. They're in with the. It's we're in the high school. Mm-hmm. They're not shipped off anywhere, no. Okay. <laughs> Unless and, they're coming to our lecture series. And, yes, and, but we do take them out quite a bit. Yes. <laughs> and they do, I'm guessing, participate in the sports and oh, of course. Other, other extracurricular things as well. Oh, it's it's amazing what these students do. I yeah. write a lot of letters of recommendation, and I am blown away every time. Yes. Jessica, yeah. what about what about the, um, the medical college? How do they look at this and... Um, are your goals very similar from that standpoint, and how how are you determining the success of the program? Right. I mean, we we have a shared goal with the healthcare academy that we want to um, explore, showcase, and celebrate diverse careers in healthcare, um, and we want to show the path to get there. So that's why this partnership was so natural because we're we're both driving towards the same thing. We're both um, wanting to highlight and showcase. Um, what female researchers and clinicians are, are doing at the Medical College of Wisconsin. Um, at the talk we had yesterday, Dr. Amy Wagner was talking about her path, which was very unconventional. Um, she is a phenomenal female, uh, fetal and neonatal surgeon, and she was talking about how she actually withdrew from the match, and she, uh, which is how um, medical students decide where they're going for their residency, and went to Cameroon and um, worked with the population there. And then she went to Seattle and she went to California and she learned these complex, intricate surgeries, um, which I loved because a lot of students tend to think that it's A and B and C, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and then I'm going to be where I want to go. But um, it's well beyond doctors and nurses. Yeah, which is yes. what's absolutely. The first thing. And yeah, they do get to see the, the research, the business side. And I, I did think Dr. Wagner's message about you know, listening to your inner voice mm-hmm. and um, surrounding yourself with positive influences. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the students took a lot away from that. And then if you do that, it will find you. Right. It will find yeah. you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just keep racing towards something. And if they would just stop and listen to their inner voice, that it will find you. Right. Well, I remember pivotal moments in my own career. I mm-hmm. had an extraordinary mentor, um, Jelko Bozniak, who once sat me down and goes, are you sure you really want this? You know, which which I hadn't really stopped to think about because I'd been pushing so hard. Um, and it, it wound up um, driving me towards this more outreach-based direction mm-hmm. in my career. So it's hard to do it as a student, um, but we tried to provide these opportunities for um, these outstanding women, these mentors to engage with students and uh, teach them. And it's not, doesn't have to be a, a straight line. A lot of us describe our pathways as these very complicated, you know, paths that zigzag all over the place. Um, and we still wind up somewhere where we're happy and fulfilled. And, um, but you mentioned the, the, how we know we're successful. Um, anecdotally, we've got great stories about, <laughs> you know, students who connect with leaders that are doing things that they want to be doing. But um, on the more quantitative side, we've been growing in membership. We actually uh, used to do our talks at the Women's Club, which is a beautiful facility. Yes. We outgrew it um, when now we're at the Wisconsin Club mm-hmm. for um, three of our five lectures. Um, and, you know, like I said, we have 35 monetary awards that we've given out, um, over $160,000 worth of support for these outstanding researchers. And 
we have some women, like I mentioned, the, the awards span different levels of the career. And we have had women who, since 2007, have won multiple awards along this track because they're thriving. They're doing well. So when we see a repeat awardee um, who's advancing in their career, that's always a, a great measure of success for us. So who comes to these um are these luncheons or just speaker talks? Who comes? Are these um, just students? Are these women, um, you know, of all ages? Who attends? Um, so, yeah. So my first lecture that I went to was in 2012. I went to the awards ceremony, um, and I was amazed at how diverse the audience was. It's not just women. It's men um, who recognize, you know, the need to support and celebrate um, women who are doing amazing things in science and medicine. Um, but there are women from the you know, business and financial sector who are advocates for advances in healthcare. Maybe they were patients who benefited from an outstanding breakthrough in technology. Um, so they're there showing support. We have students like the Menominee Falls uh, Healthcare Academy students. Um, I mean, it really is I mean, a mixed bag. Everybody is welcome. The talks are geared towards you know, a lay audience. It's not meant to be... Um, if you want to come to Grand Rounds, you can come to Grand Rounds, too. But it's meant to be accessible for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really do get a diverse diverse audience from what's the youngest student? You probably brought our youngest. Oh, 14. 14. Wow. Uh, 14 all the way up into, you know, 80s, 90s. You know, is everybody wonderful. is welcome. That's wonderful. My two guests today are Jessica Olson, and she is with the Medical College of Wisconsin, and Jennifer Tarson, who is a teacher with Menominee Falls High School. We're going to take um, a quick break, and when we come back, let's talk about why, I guess. That's, that's always a big one, the why of it all. And then also you've got some future events coming up, which I would also like to know. I'm thinking that I'm going to take Mia. She would love it. And um, contacts. And then I guess the other thing is how people can be involved, both from a, um, a financial you know, we all always can contribute, but one of the other things is contributing our time, which is also so important. And then how they can contact you in the event that they know someone that might be interested in this and just wasn't able to listen. So with that, we'll take a break and be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Investment Group, and if you are listening to our show today, and if you are thinking of someone just like I'm thinking of my granddaughter, who would really benefit by attending some of the programs that we've been talking about, you can go to ellenbecker.com. When you go in, there's a little tag there that says um, radio shows, and then you can click on Money Sense, or you can click on the Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, and this show is going to be on the 18th, so it should be up, what, about a week after or so, and you can very easily just share it with anyone that you would like. I have two guests today, Jessica Olson, and she is the assistant professor of the Institute for Health and Equity. She chairs the Women in Science series at the Medical College of Wisconsin, and Jennifer Tarson, who's a coordinator and a teacher, as I said, you're in the thick of it with the kids, <laughs> um, at Menominee Falls High School Healthcare Academy. And we talked a little bit about the why of it, who would like to to jump in on that one. Oh, well, I, I can do it again. Please, um, <laughs> please do. Jennifer. I, I know. Thank you. Yes, I, I you know, you keep saying this. I, I love being in the thick of it because I get to see 
um, you know, a student came back, I'll just never forget this date, she had a job shadow and um, with an OBGYN, and she had the opportunity to um, put on some scrubs and scrub in on a C-section. And it was a family that, I don't know, like third or fourth child. And, um, you know, she was there and uh, they asked if uh, they asked the parents if it would be okay if she actually, you know, scrubbed in on this. Um, And she did. And she literally helped the physician bring that child into the world. And she came back to school and told me this. I'm just listening to her. She's standing there with her McDonald's in her hands and ready to head (laughs) off to math class. I said, oh, my goodness, are you even going to be able to concentrate on anything happening in your class? And she just said no. (laughs) And I'm like, you're right. So to see that joy and that passion and that excitement and – Exploration and to be part of something, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, they do. They, um, I, I always use the term pride and purpose mm-hmm. for our program, and because our students do take a lot of pride in what they're able to do, and um, having opportunities like to attend the women in science lectures, and um, you know that's an experience in itself. As you mentioned, they're at the Wisconsin Club. Not everybody gets to go there, mm-hmm. and and that's you know that's learning as well. But um, they learn very early on in our academy that. You know, they have expressed an interest in pursuing or exploring health care. And because of that, they will, I tell them this all the time, they will, they have the potential to have a profound impact on people and to really make a difference. And they can start that right now. Right. I mean, when you talk about, you know, they, they do get to join, they, they're right in the thick of it with us. Um, you know, it, it's great to see how welcome, I mean, even as a student, I joined as a graduate student in 2012, how welcome I felt in that space. Those spaces can feel, um, whether it's the physical space of the beautiful Wisconsin Club or the space of being among leaders in your community and in healthcare. Um, I've found that these environments that Jennifer's created and that women in science have created are so welcoming. I mean, I think that really is a central goal for us is um, to make sure that people feel like they can engage and explore. It feels like to me what you're talking about is um, almost like a celebration. Absolutely. And and who doesn't want to be celebrated Every and, day. and be in that <laughs> positive energy and that positive environment mm-hmm. and feeling that they have value and that they um, they can step into a space and be accepted and it's safe. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. I think that that is so important. You know, we hear so much about bullying and things that are going on in the schools that um, make baby learning and make it difficult. And then, you know, it's so wonderful to be able to talk with the two of you to see how this big celebration of students and individuals to be welcomed into an industry that is not going away. (laughs) And, And people are aging. And I look at the baby boomers and you look at the millennials and you look at all the different needs. I mean, there's room for so much. And, and what's exciting about is, is that it is exciting because it's constantly changing. Right. So it must be very, um, very profound to see these students go through there and um, and be attracted to something that they maybe have never even thought about. Right. Well, and, and it's so fun to see the students in this space. I mean, the awards and to be an invited speaker, that's a big deal for our rising professionals as well. Um, but, you know, really the speakers love the engagement with the students. We had um, Dr. Carol Vetter as one of our speakers this year. Um, she is the team physician for the Milwaukee Bucks and the U.S. speed skating team. 
So mm. I always go over and bother Jennifer's students first thing. <laughs> no, I love it. I <laughs> love it. I go right over and I say, you know, who are you guys? What do you want to be? And one of the young women who was there um, wanted to be a sports phys- physician, physical, physical oh, therapist, physical therapist. Um, interested in sports medicine. And I was like, You're let's go. Luck. Let's go talk to her. Um, so, yeah, we went right up and um, the girls made me very proud. It was an all-female group that came that that time um, from the Healthcare Academy, and they went right up to Dr. Vetter and were asking her questions about her career. Um, and afterwards, Dr. Vetter talked about how great it was. Yes. I mean, so so everybody is benefiting and and appreciating these interactions. I think that's one of the real goals of um, of this radio show is that to help people really understand that the giving is great, but what you get is even better. Right. There's always so much more that comes back that it's different than feeding your pocket. It's feeding your soul, Absolutely. which is really wonderful. So let's talk. I don't think we have too much less, too much time left. Let's talk about some of the future events, um, the contacts. I know, um, Jennifer, you said people could contact you um, in the event that they'd like to know more about this. And is there a call to action here? Absolutely. Do you want to start? Oh, I can certainly start. <laughs> Jennifer's yes. going to start. I will. We are so grateful for all of our partners that we have thus far, like Women in Science and and Jessica really is a rock star, I have to say. She's come <laughs> into my classroom, and my students just, they think she's wonderful. Thank and you. <laughs> because she is, right? She is. <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, we, we live in this community, this greater Milwaukee community that invests in each other. And um, so, yeah, we, we can't do it alone. You know, as an educator, we would love to have um, businesses and organizations to continue to partner with us. And, you know, I can just... Call Menominee Falls High School, 255-8444, or, of course, our website, fallschools.org, and they they certainly know how to get in touch with me. So um, I'd be happy to talk with anybody um, about, you know, time or or talent. We have um, blood drives coming up. And we do vision and hearing screenings, uh, Wisconsin Diagnostic Laboratory. We, we go to the Freighter Simulation Center. Versity is another wonderful partner of ours. Um, I could really go on and on. Um, so, and it all culminates well, and in your the spring. Yes, yes. The, I was just going to say the senior showcase for our capstone seniors, where they have an opportunity to um, speak and display their research that they've done, and that is a really nice celebration. This fabulous. is a great event. So so anyone can come in. Um, you don't have to be a parent. Um, you can go in, and you can watch the students present their projects. So they'll present what they've learned about addiction and reproductive health and just everything across the spectrum, and it, it's so fun to talk with them. So, And they so are all picked. They all pick their own topics. I yeah. have nothing to do with that. There the are so guides. many people retiring every day that don't know how to get involved. How could someone who's retired get involved in your programs? Well, so we have. You're welcome to attend. Everybody is welcome to attend. Um, you know, we had. I had a retiree at my table. She was a retired pediatrician. She happened to be sitting next to a young woman who wanted to be a pediatrician. <laughs> so, I mean, there's no accident. Uh, right, right. It was, it was a wonderful, I, I, I happened to know the student. And when she sat down, um, I went, you have to talk to Erica. Um, but yeah, we have our upcoming events that everyone is welcome to attend. Um, Dr. Abir El-Afi is an associate professor in biopharmaceutical sciences. She's going to be presenting on December 26th. Her presentation is titled Addiction, a brain disease where one is too many and a thousand is not enough. So that's 1130 to one at the Wisconsin Club. And um, we would love to build more partnerships like these. So if someone is interested in helping us sponsor another table for another high school. We would lo- I would love to have a line of high schoolers out the door hearing um, what our speakers have to say. And they can contact um, Ashley Fate 
at 414-955-5828 to explore how they can be involved with uh, Women in Science as a member or as a sponsor of high school students. Thank you both so much. This is so exciting. And um, I hope that you do get some more tables and that these kids can have these opportunities because maybe Mia can come to one of these. We'd love to have Mia. I'm hoping that she does. (laughs) So I just want to, again, thank you and join us next Sunday morning at 10 o'clock to hear for some to hear from some great people talk about um, other nonprofits within our community. And once again, thank you very much. And you just have a great day. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much.